two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Ooh, throwing for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While I put in my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my my lineups, my bank account grows I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Redraft tonight, I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep, even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to the Garda Bear 210 Personal League Podcast. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert, and you can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. We are here tonight to break down their league, and I will apologize in advance. This is an international league, and some of the names on here I will not be able to pronounce uh, like the league name. I don't even know if I said that right. We're just going to go with it and hope that I said it right. Uh, but before we get to that, let's go ahead and introduce the panel here. First and first up, we got Mr. Brian Ford. He is the co-host of the Dynasty Saturday Night Live 5 and the Dynasty Fever podcast. And you can follow him on Twitter at FFJunkie underscore. What's up, Brian? Not a whole lot. Really glad to be here. Uh, Dynasty Fever, which you mentioned, by the way, is the number 57 fantasy sports podcast in the country of Iceland. And it's largely because of the commission of this league. So, yeah, ready to ready to talk about the Build-A-Bear League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking when I said it, too. I'm like, Garter Bear? I hope I said that right. Probably didn't, but we'll go with it. Uh, next up, we have Chu Russell. He is a writer and ranker at Going For Two. He's also the host of the Father Dynasty podcast, and you can follow him at Father Dynasty. What's up, Chu? What's up to all my Icelanders? I tried to learn this just for you guys. So I believe Father Dynasty in Icelandic is Fafish Ashtarente, something like that. So shout out to you. And I apologize if I said a bad word there. <laughs> From now on, you're going to announce all the teams that we're going to do in these rankings because right. you said it way better than I could have. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we have Mr. Josh Walker. He is the other half of the Dynasty Saturday Night Five podcast right here on Going For Two Live. He's also a writer and ranker at Going For Two, and you can follow him at Rotonaut. What's up, Josh? Hey, guys. How's it going? Bear with me here. I'm in a new location doing a move. Had to relocate for the show, but I'm happy to be here. Happy to discuss some teams. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Before we get to the, the league, uh, I do have some bad news. Uh, the Personal League podcast for 2023 have sold out. Uh, we have sold literally every date plus some. Uh, we still got to squeeze in somehow four or five more before the season starts. Um, however, if you order yours now for 2024, you can save 20%. Use the promo code EARLYBIRD24. Just visit goingfor2.com backslash PLP uh, and use the promo code EARLYBIRD24 to save 20%. That makes it about $7 a person uh, in a 12-man league. So just up your entry fee for next year. Uh, seven bucks per person with the with the promo code and you can get that done um, i will say they are already kind of selling out we've already sold out the whole month of july um, kind of crazy that people are already buying that far in advance but with a whole month of july is now sold out um, so if you want to get your league done go ahead and jump in and get that done as fast as possible uh, and we'll get your league done next year all right so the way the podcast goes i know this league has been done before uh this is the first year we've done this league live um but we are going to rank these teams i gave these guys their rosters all the rosters of the league uh and they rank their 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 uh 
their teams one through 12 with one being the team they most want to take over uh, and 12 being the team they would least like to take over. And from that, we'll create a consensus ranking, which we'll count down tonight. Uh, and then these guys each have been assigned four teams each. When we get to that, their teams in the rankings, we will break them down. Uh, strengths, weaknesses, maybe some trade advice, um, anything to improve their team uh, going forward. But let's go ahead and jump right into it here and get to team number 12. Number 12. Number 12 team was ranked as high as 11 and as low as 12. And it is Gunner Gunnarsson. And Brian, this is your squad here. Give us your breakdown. Uh, yeah. Kamish, uh, uh, Stefan, you might want to check on this manager. See if, they've, if they're alive. <laughs> have, have they checked into the league lately? Because their roster does not reflect the fact that they've been active in the league and trying to improve their team, which is why it was sort of universally ranked 12th among the 12. Um, there's a, got a lot of age and mediocrity, uh, but you're not bad enough to really suck. Uh, but you're bad at the most important position, quarterback. So you're in a weird position here uh, in this, uh, in, with this team. However, <clears throat> unlike a lot of the, the teams that are towards the bottom in the leagues that we do, um, you have pretty intact draft capital, and that's something I always like to see. Um, you know, quick overview, uh, quarterback, you're looking at Stafford and Preferi, um, Zappi, Wentz, Malik Willis, who, you know, right now is the quarterback, too, in Tennessee. Who knows? Uh, running back, Swift, Madison, Gibby, and then, uh, you know, wide receivers, uh, DK, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk, Elijah Moore. And then it starts to, you know, Marvin Jones and Devontae Parker and Robert Woods, et cetera. Uh, tight end. It's not a tight end premium league. And, you know, but you do have two good, three good ones here in Kittle, Dulcich and McBride, you know. So um, given the one quarterback you do have is older and has been hurt. And you're not going to be able to compete without, you know, solid quarterbacks in a super flex. You may be looking at a total reboot here with, with this team um, because he may be dust before you're even competitive. Uh, so if you're going to do that, you want to – these are the guys I want you to trade right now. Uh, Stafford, Swift, Madison, maybe Gibson. He's on the, he's on the rise. We're going to talk about that on Saturday. But there may even be more value to, to go up even further in season. But – Sell the positive buzz on Swift now. Sell Madison as a starting running back before people kind of realize he's a little more mediocre than, than, than we think. Um, your older wide receivers like Amari Cooper and you know, Tyler Boyd or Robert Woods, just get anything you can, right? I'm not anything for but you know, if you can get something for Devontae Parker and Mims and people like that, you may want to think about trading DK as well. Because um, again, you're not going to be competitive for a little while. Who knows how much JSN, um, you know, overshadows him. And I, I think he's kind of a fake alpha, like a fake wide receiver one. I think he's overvalued. So he might be a guy. And also Ridley, people are already convinced he's going to be a beast and he's shooting up the ranks. I'm not convinced of that. I, I, you know, you might want to trade him too. Uh, Kittle, 30-year-old tight end. You don't really need that. Uh, trade later. Kenyon Drake, I hate saying this, but like, who knows what's happening in Indianapolis with the running backs? You're not going to get anything for him now. You know, it can only go up. Um, Dulcich is interesting, right? Because he's having supposedly a bad camp and 
they're just going to use him in like you know passing situations and things like that. Um, but the name values there, uh, you know, uh, so you're going to may have to wait for him to like you know have a couple of good games and prove that he's getting uh, some action. Uh, I would probably hold Elijah Moore, but you know if he has a couple spike weeks, boom, get what you can for him, right? Uh, in general, I would hold Christian Kirk, probably Elijah Moore, Jaden Reed, a promising rookie, maybe DK Dulcich and McBride. But, you know, so what are you targeting when you're trading all these people? Draft picks, draft picks, draft picks. You want to be liquid. You want to have draft capital. Not necessarily that you're going to sit on it and use it, but it's liquid and it's trading chips, right? And then you want to look at ascending assets, solid wide receivers that are pre like um, age cliff um and and you know target those you want to build around those and then obviously you have to build up your quarterback situation but that's a little longer term i think for you the cheapest they're going to be is in rookie drafts so that's why you're going to want to amass that capital um the injury away running backs are people that you're going to want to target uh uh in uh on the waiver wire pick them up and flip them you know when when the person in front of them gets hurt and anybody that you think can gain value i want you to grab on on the waiver wire you know because you've got stuff that you just need to get rid of no matter what you do like uh you know jamie mentioned like shy smith i mean mile you're, you're rostering miles boykin and J- jalen Hurd just retired <laughs> like what 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 coleman's on there on there as well right, <laughs> right. if you're just going to do a reboot like if you're going to say hey listen like I'm not bad enough to suck. I might have one year left and, and you're, you're not going to do a reboot. You're just going to retool a bit. You need to fix quarterback really quickly. And you want to use Swift, DK, and your, your second round picks to try to, you know, piece something uh, together. You might want to tear down from DK to a lesser wide receiver plus like a Ritter, Howell, Tannehill, Purdy type. Um, that's probably your best bet as far as, as fixing quarterback goes. or you know, Swift DK in some seconds and then try to get like a, I don't know, like a Deshaun Watson, a Dak Prescott, a Daniel Jones, something like that. Right. Uh, and also if you are just retooling, you're going to want to have better running back depth. And so you're going to want to move things like third round picks, Dulcich, veteran wide receivers like Boyd Parker and Woods. And, and you want like a, you want to be lean and mean at wide receiver and then have good running back depth of injury away guys and, and, and guys like that that can gain value or you can plug and play and, or, or something like that. So, yeah, that's kind of like I personally would lean the former. I'd reboot, I'd reboot this. I like blowing things up. Um, but if you're just going to retool, then that's what I would advise doing. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. And you mentioned some of the guys on his bench, the, the roster cloggers. I mean, these are true roster cloggers. Sometimes we say roster clogger and, you know, the guys might have some value. Um, but Tevin Coleman, uh, Josh Reynolds, Denzel Mims just got cut. Jalen Hurd. Uh, it's, it's just Miles Boykins you mentioned. Those are true roster cloggers. Those guys almost have no value whatsoever. Um, you know, I like to maximize my roster. I will never in any of my dynasty leagues have open bench spots during the offseason. Uh, I will put all the guys I can possibly put on my taxi squad just to get more people from the waiver wire because you never know what's going to happen. But when you have guys like that on your bench, you're not maximizing your roster. You know, get guys that, you know, maybe they're the fifth, you know, the fifth string running back and, you know, they have an opportunity to at least make the team. 
whereas some of those guys aren't even on teams right now. So, I, you know, I always try to maximize my roster and get as many people as I can. Uh, you mentioned trading all the running backs. I agree 100% because by the time this roster is ready to be com- competitive, you know, Swift, Gibson, and all those guys are going to be past their prime. Madison, you know, you mentioned you're not a big fan of Madison as far as, you know, right now he's a starting running back, but who knows how long that'll be. Um, maximize that too, take advantage of that. Uh, and then with the Stafford thing, I think the best time to probably trade him is is during a season. Um, I think right now it'd be hard to move a veteran quarterback that has injury. But if he comes in and, you know, does what I think he is going to do and throw the ball a ton, they got a terrible defense. Uh, he does have one of the best receivers in the game. So he will throw the ball a ton, put up some fancy points. Then you try to move him to a team that might need a quarterback. Um, I think you can get more value out of him that way. Um, Shoot, let me get your thoughts on this team here. You, you had him at uh, you had him at 12 as well, right? Yeah, the tricky thing with this team, you know, I think uh, with it being a 12-team league, you've got, I think it's nine starters, excluding the kicker and the defense, and you also have tremendously deep rosters, 30-plus, it looks like, for each team. So, yeah, uh, the one thing I noted for each of these teams is everyone has their list of bottom of the roster, which is a, an amalgam of retired guys, guys that aren't on actual NFL roster, or guys that we forgot are on an NFL roster. And I mean, that's, I guess, kind of what you have to deal with, with the depth of these, of these uh, lineups and rosters here. But yeah, the big thing is if you don't have a sec, like a second starting quarterback in the NFL, it's not even a Ryan Tannehill. It's not even a Desmond Ritter. Like you're in a tough spot in this league for sure. And the fact that the number one guy here is Matthew Stafford. Yeah. The age of this team, the fact that when you're looking at, all right, is it going to be rebuild just a retool? I don't really see, I've, the closest thing I can see maybe to like a cornerstone to kind of build around from here being young enough and talented enough is maybe a DK, but that's a tough spot to be in for sure. So whatever value you can, you can zap out of these guys. I think, think there's enough holes on other teams that you have some of these guys. I'm a big Swift fan. Um, Cooper, I think it's going to have a good year. So there's enough of these guys that I feel like you can move on from yep. and hopefully get value. I know looking across this league, there's a lot, almost all of the teams that still have their own first. So, I mean, in terms of trading for picks, you know, I don't know the history of this team. Clearly it has not been a tremendous amount of, you know, first going back and forth, one team being able to accumulate three firsts in one year possibly. Uh, but hopefully maybe that, that can change this year. And, you know, there's not a tremendous uh, on this, this back end of the, the league here. There's not a tremendous like power struggle. I feel like there's a lot of guys that could kind of go up or down. Um, and in this in this scenario, make sure you're down so you can lock in that top two, top three pick, and you know be on the upward trajectory with a good quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just real quick, I pulled up their waiver wire because I'm still in the league, and just looking at the trending players, some of the names I would have over some of the guys he has on his bench: uh, Trey Palmer, uh, young receiver for the for the Bucks with uh, Russell Gage just getting hurt. Uh, Elijah Dotson still available. Cole Turner, the tight end for the the Washington Commanders. Uh, Elijah Higgins, who's a receiver turned tight end uh, in Miami. Those are all guys that I'd prefer to have over some of the guys he has on his bench. Not that they're going to be anything, you know, world beatering, but they can definitely do more than some of the guys you have on your bench. So always is, maximize uh, your roster. Is Jaleel McLaughlin available? Uh, let's see. Probably. Yeah, I'm going to guess he probably is. All right. Small guy, super fast. He finds a crease. He's gone. Uh not a lot going on in the Denver backfield behind uh, Javante and P. Ryan. He brings a different skill set. Lots of positive reports in camp. He's a deep stash. He's a million times more worth being on your roster than Miles Boykin. Yeah, 100%. 100%.
All right, I think we've uh, we've bashed this roster enough and given them <laughs> enough options here. Let's go ahead and get to team number 11. <clears throat> number 11. Number 11 team uh, ranked as high as 11 and as low as 12, and it is the Ewings. And Josh, this is your team. Yeah, so I'm just going to start from the top down and start at quarterback. And really, honestly, the theme for this whole team is outside of two players, this whole team is kind of QB twos or threes. You know, wide receiver twos and threes, running backs threes and fours. But at quarterback, you got Kenny Pickett as a starter, Derek Carr. Those are all QB twos. I don't really, not really comfortable with them as my QB one. And looking at the bench, it's just kind of the same. You got Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. All of those are starting quarterbacks, potentially uh, Baker Mayfield. But so that does hold some value. But at the same time, I'm not comfortable with any of those as a QB one. So maybe at some point you could package some of those or send. A couple of those off for some young players, maybe some rookies. Uh, running back, I think you got a decent core. It just won't really bring you any value this year because neither one of them are technically slated as a starter. Tank Bisbee will get some work, but him at the RB2 is still kind of concerning. Devon A-Chain looks pretty good in the preseason. I'm going to talk about him more on Saturday as a riser, so I'm actually kind of high on him, but still having those two as your top running backs isn't, you know, that's not ideal. Um. I'm just going through the starters. The wide receivers, you can build around Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's someone you should definitely keep on your team. And if you rebuild, hang on to him and kind of build around. Um, Devontae Adams, he's good, but well past his prime in Dynasty. He doesn't hold as much value. Um, I think you could probably trade him away to the contender, one of the top teams. Maybe get some, I don't know if you can get some picks, but you might be able to get some young players. Uh, the tight end is actually kind of ugly. You got Noah Fant. Um, you know, he's, I don't even know, I have him ranked probably in the late 20s. But, I mean, it's not ideal. And Calvin Ridley and Jacoby Myers are decent flexes, but the fact that the rest of your roster is kind of weaker, I would definitely try and maybe move those. Either try and get some picks or try and get some young rookies to where you can just kind of hold them on your roster and see what happens. Um, And the bench is not terrible, but you also got Jamal Agnew, Adam, um, Matt Breida, some of these guys don't really hold any value. I think you could probably get some better. Leonard Fournette, I don't, we don't know where he's going. Cordell Patterson, all these are old guys who don't really have much of a role right now. Ezekiel Elliott, he might have some value. You might be able to trade him. Uh, draft capital's good. Sorry, I'm kind of going off the top of my head because I had to relocate. I don't have all my notes I had, but. I think that covers most of it. Yeah, I'll, definitely I'll, needs definitely needs a good overhaul. But you got some good young pieces like Tyler Scott. I kind of like him. You got some pieces to build around, but you definitely need to go and make some trades. Yeah, this this team to me is like compared to the last team that we did. That last team I felt like had enough players with value that he could make some moves. This team mm-hmm. is that I, I, like you mentioned. They're all kind of middle of the road. I mean, mm-hmm. is that quarterback room any, can be any more boring than Kenny Pickett, uh, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter, Baker Mayfield, all starting quarterbacks, but probably the boringest quarterbacks you could possibly have. They have almost no upside, really. Uh, I guess Pickett has upside if you if you believe in him. But those other guys, we, we know what they are. Um, and same thing with his receivers. Almon Ross St. Brown, I love him. He's probably the, the, the piece I would build around. If I'm going to keep one of them, I'm going to keep Almon Ross. Uh, Devontae Adams, you mentioned getting up there in age, now has Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback, and who knows how long that marriage works. Um, so he's somebody I'd be looking at moving for sure. 
Um, Devin A-Chain, Tank Bigsby, you mentioned, you know, young running backs that by the time your team is ready to compete probably aren't going to be worth much anymore. So they're guys that I would sell while they're, you know, while their value is hot. Um, and then, yeah, the bench is more the same. Just guys that are just sort of bleh. like, you, you know, they, they have value, but they're, they're not nothing you're really excited about. So it, it's, yep. a, it's a go ahead. Are you going to say oh, you want to no, jump in? Yeah, I, I just. It's a very boring roster. There's not nothing that I'm excited about. Uh, I want to get your your opinions here, Brian. What are your thoughts on this this team here, ranked at number eleven? Brian, yeah, I, I was looking for the mic. I was oh. muted. So, um, you know, I think I think y'all covered it pretty well. I think one of the one of the interesting things uh, with some of these rookies, for example, like eighteen and 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 Bigsby, right? Um, on the one hand, it's like, oh, well, you know. They're young, so maybe they'll still be, you know, okay when I'm when I'm competitive. On the other hand, they're running back, so they're, you know, they're they're a broken ankle away, or you know, even worse, an Achilles away from. But you know, uh, and then it also you have to ask yourself, like, is their value going to go up or down? Right, like right now, Tank's got a hive. I'm part of that hive. I'm not. I'm not the hive that says Tank is better than Etienne. I'm part of the hive that says the Etienne truthers. Way over their skis on on Etienne, and Tank's going to have a role, right? So, is there somebody in the league who's in the hive with me? Then Tank's going to have value, right? Um, or do you think his value is going to go up even more because you have faith he's going to get used, and then everybody's going to be in the hive, right? So, these are things that you like. You just have to like make sometimes figure out what the bets and the and the calculus is. It'll you don't always get it right. Like even even the best of us get it right 55 percent 60 percent of the time so yeah 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 i agree 100 percent. I, I i think um that you know there's there's pieces to be moved here there are things that can be done um but you you have an uphill battle here so you got to figure out which direction you want to go here and, and and just go go for it all uh it is good like you mentioned josh they do have their you know they're all their draft capital so if mm-hmm. you know if they were to to tank this year they would get a a pretty good pick next year so um, and if you do get that pick, do not go running back. I think that's what you did this year. You got uh, a chain, you know, probably fairly high. Uh, Big is probably a second round pick. I, I would have preferred you go receivers there um, with this squad the way that it's built. But you've already done that part, so we can't go back and fix that. But for next year, I would get either quarterbacks or receivers, guys that have more longevity than, than running backs until you're ready to compete. All right, let's get to number 10. Number 10. Number 10 team has a little bit more disparity. Uh, we got uh, ranked high as a 7 and as low as 10. Uh, and it is Lan Slitted, I'm guessing. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Uh, but, Chu, this is your squad here. Give us your breakdown. Well, I only looked up Father Dynasty in uh, Icelandic, so I'm not going to even attempt the name of this team here. But I see you starting off with uh, trying your best for a, some sort of a giant stack with the uh, with the Daniel Jones, got Paris Campbell, uh, Hyatt, and Crowder. Um, but you know what I see here is it's an okay group of receivers. I think when you think in Dynasty, there's a couple of you know younger guys, uh, first, second, third year guys that the name in the Dynasty community, uh, maybe just the sheer value independent of the actual production thus far still holds some good weight uh two of those guys being Traylon burks and Jahan dotson and i think with a with a team like this i do like daniel jones and aaron Rodgers this season uh beyond that i don't know what that's going to look like and of course the depth beyond that is ian book matt ryan brian horror sam darnold so 
you know, that's the theme in a lot of the uh, teams in this league is with the deep rosters, a lot of these guys are rostering the second and third quarterbacks on different teams. I think with the hope of having, having a Minshew-esque rise or ha- having one of those rises where it's, I'm going to end up having a, one of the 32 starting quarterbacks through some series of injury and that sort of, or demotion, that sort of thing. So um, I see what you're doing there. And, you know, when I look at this is, you know, I see Kittle was a couple teams ago. Fryermuth is a guy who I feel like has tremendous value both, you know, in this season for his actual fantasy output. Um, and I do think as just a dynasty asset going forward, I think it's going to be a good one to hold on to. Like I mentioned with, uh, with Burks and Dotson uh, being good guys. And, you know, with the running back room, I think there's a good depth there. You've got ETN, you've got Harris, uh, you've got Mixon as well. And another guy, I think two guys I like, so Khalil Herbert and uh, Jeff Wilson, who I know we have A-Chain now in Miami, and I do still think it's the Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert show for a bulk of the carries, but I think A-Chain's going to be utilized, not as a weapon, better than that, but, you know, still not quite a true running back necessarily. Um, But, you know, beyond that, there's not tremendous depth uh, that I'm seeing at the wide receiver or tight end positions. Um, You know, it is not a tight end premium, so I think that's not too much of an impediment for the team here. Uh, But, you know, I really think that if you're going to look to make any moves here, you know, like I was mentioning with a couple of those wide receivers, the Traylon Burks and the Jahan Dotsons, and you do have a couple of uh, other running backs there. I think if, you know, if you were looking to move, say, Mixon and Burks and try to get yourself a young stud cornerstone receiver. And if you have to add some draft capital on that, you can. But I think if you did that, you would not be hurting yourself from a uh, output standpoint in terms of your fantasy production this season. And you'd also be getting yourself another true cornerstone that I think you can build going forward who, if he were to get injured or something this year, have a down season, he wouldn't lose his value and you can flip him if you needed to adjust from there. But uh, overall, I think... uh, you know, you're not quite, you know, in, in these latter three teams that we've ranked here, but uh, I think you have some, some positive vibes going for you going forward if you maybe make one or two moves here or there. Yeah, I was just going to point out, like, in our rankings, you know, we, we all give our rankings and then we get the conglomerate ranking. And there's a tier break. Those, those first two teams were uh, 11.25 and 11.75. Uh, this team was ranked, you know, as far as our, our consensus at number nine. So a full two points. Uh, from the other team, which is the largest disparity of any two teams uh, in our rankings tonight, is a two point two five difference. So, this team's got a little bit more going for it. Uh, we look at that starting roster. Really, there's no no one that I'm like, oh man, I can't have this guy on my starting roster. I, I feel comfortable with Daniel Jones, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Burks, Dotson, Fryermuth, Mixon, all the guys you mentioned. Even uh, Tyrell Lockett as a starting lineup is pretty pretty decent. And I think you know you could be sort of in that position where. Uh, where you don't want to be in dynasty, right? Where you're you're good enough to make the playoffs, but you're not really good enough to compete. So you're not getting the good draft capital, the good draft pick. Uh, so you got to make kind of a choice here and decide what you want to do. Um, and probably not make the choice right now. I would make the choice in the season. Um, you know, if you start off and you're four and zero, five and zero, you know, six and one, whatever. Okay, you're gonna go for it. Make some trades, get some pieces, and go for it. Uh, but if you're on the opposite end of that, you know, start deciding who you want to start trading away. You know, is it Tyler Lockett? You know, does Joe Mixon start hot? Do you move Joe Mixon because he's getting a little bit older? Um, so I, I think the decision's got to be made some, at some point early in the season of what you're going to do. Either um, go for it um, or basically tear it down and start over again. Brian, real quick, what are your thoughts on this team? Yeah, you know, I just want to comment on uh, the tear break you talked about. I. 
agonized over seven through 10 in this league. Like I went back and forth like four different times, like mixing up, mixing them up. And, you know, ultimately I wanted to punish a, a team that we're, we're going to talk about a little later for trading away too many picks. And so that might've elevated this particular team to seven for me. But again, like seven through 10 for me was kind of a flat tier. And, and if you find yourself like closely bunched like that, there's like two ways you can go. And one is going upward to, to be competitive. And the other is going, going downward to really retool. Ultimately, I think every team, every manager should be going towards a, a way in which you're getting out of this idea of contend, rebuild, contend, rebuild, and you're just more of an even keel. <clears throat> Not that you're in the middle, but you're always, you know, competing, but always also have enough draft capital and are, and are keeping young yep. and keeping fresh. But until you're there, you now, like if you're in that bunch of teams, you've got two choices. And figure out what you're going to do in, in the first couple of weeks because you want to be early on in that trade market. And I would also end with this saying that for me personally, it's always been easier to tear down to sell pieces and get bad and get those points off my roster and get picks than it has been to try to climb up. So. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, let's get to team number nine. Number nine. Number nine team ranked as high as six uh, and as low as 10. So a good disparity here. Uh, and it is team Hellesy. And uh, Brian, this is your team. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I was just like a little below consensus. I had, I had them, uh, I think, at, at, at 10 maybe. Yeah. And, and this, this team uh, ended up at nine. Uh, I'm looking at some age on this team. I think you're, you're, you're thin at running back. Uh, you've got too many starting spots and roster po- roster spots dedicated to tight ends when it's not a tight end premium. Um, your starting wide receivers are meh, and your bench ones are very meh. Uh, it's hard not to try to compete with this team, though, because there's enough there. But your window is short, and you might be, like J- Jeff was just saying, destined for the middle, right? So I think you, you have two options. With, with this team and i'll get to that in a second <clears throat> but you do have intact draft capital which again is something i i like to see when the patients come through the door um so quarterback we've got cousins goff russ andy dalton teddy b and eason uh running backs we got derrick henry dalvin cook kareem hunt pierre strong uh kevin harris sean tucker wide receivers uh debo juju uh, and then it gets real bad. Uh, Trent Tucker, uh, uh, Trey Tucker, whatever the hell he is, uh, the Raiders. <laughs> he that was way overdrafted by the Raiders. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Isaiah McKenzie, Ray Ray McLeod, etc. Although you know Osborne is isn't bad. Um, and then tight end though, like you've got Kelsey, who is essentially a wide receiver in a non tight end premium, and you have Kincaid, who could be essentially a wide receiver in a tight end premium. Uh, but the other ones you kind of don't really need Chig, Schultz, Tremble, Darnell Washington, that sort of thing. Right? So <clears throat> you got two options. One is you build the plane while you fly. I want you to thread the needle. So, what does that mean? You want to make very precise and specific trading that gets you a bit younger and a little bit of draft capital without sacrificing that competitiveness. So, for example, you might move a Derrick Henry for a younger running back who's valued less in the market plus a pick, right? Um, similar idea you might want to use with Cousins, Russ, or Goff. 
right? Go down a little bit at quarterback, maybe knock on the door of that team that Josh was talking about that has 17 quarterback twos, right? And then get a little capital too. Like what can you get on top of Pickett for Goff or Russ or Cousins, right? And so that you're kind of staying competitive, but you're also kind of refreshing and get a little younger and get that draft capital. Uh, you also, uh, I don't like Debo and Juju as your starting wide receivers. So, you know, Debo is in this huge tier of wide receivers for me. It's like my wide receiver, like 19 to 33. Trade him for a younger wide receiver in that big tier that has less name value, get some picks on top of it, but has a shot at having as good a year. Like, there's probably leagues where you can get a plus on top of um let's see uh hold on uh Jahan Dotson Deontay Johnson Jerry Judy DJ Moore uh Christian Watson Christian Kirk you know you can probably get a plus on top of some of these guys in some leagues for Debo try it figure it out like so that way you're staying competitive but you're refreshing yourself a little bit um the other option you have is your wide receivers are so bad and that's such an important position to build around you want to focus on like really targeting that you're improving that position. And it's like compete if you can while you do that, but expect to maybe take one year off, not a rebuild, take one year off from contention, fix your wide receivers and then get back into it. So you're not like rebooting, but you're saying, listen, I want really want to focus on the most important position in dynasty, shed some of that age with Henry and Dalvin cook, move it to the investments toward wide receivers and then come back to fight again next year. Those are the two options I would I would do with that team. Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent And I'm I'm looking at I had him at the highest. I had him at six. Uh, and quite frankly, I'm looking at the team now. I don't know how I came to that conclusion. <laughs> um, not that it's a bad team. I just I just don't know where I came up with the six ranking there because uh, you mentioned some of the guys like his his receiving core is not good. I'm a Niners fan, and I prefer Brandon Ayuk over Debo Samuel even though Samuel is being drafted over uh, IU currently. Um, Juju, I think he is what he is. He's a, a good receiver three, um, but nothing that you want to really build around. You know, and then you mentioned the tight ends, and it's not tight end premium. I mean, it's, he has good tight ends. I mean, if he was tight end premium, he had some pretty good value there. But the fact that it's not, um, and you know, it's going to be hard to move them for any value because it is not tight end premium, and tight ends just aren't worth that much. Um, and... I just don't see, you know, where this roster, you know, it's it's tough because you mentioned like he's sort of in that that same range as the last the team we just talked about where he's kind of in the middle. He he can compete with this roster. Uh, and, you know, I guess depending on how the season starts, you know, you can just make the decision if you're going to go for it or, or not. Um, but it is like one of those things where you can almost with this roster, like you mentioned, compete and rebuild sort of at the same time. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that. Josh, any thoughts on this team? No, I think Brian went really into depth in that. And a lot of what he said echoes kind of onto the team I'm about to cover. So, All right, let's go ahead and get to that team. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight team ranked as high as eight and as low as nine. So we were all pretty much on the same boat with this team. Uh, and it is team Hallam Borgen. Uh, that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> uh, and Josh, go ahead and break it down. Yeah, so I'm just going to go down the line again. Uh, got it. This team actually has a lot of really good young pieces to build around, but I'm kind of like the last team. I think you could make a push this year, but I don't think it's in your best interest. 
And the main reason is because Brees Hall. I just don't trust him. I think he'll be okay, but I don't trust him to really be himself until maybe later in the year. And that's going to really hurt your value early in the year because there's reports saying he can't make certain cuts or he's afraid to. So I think that's going to be more of a 2024 play there. But it's, a, like I said, a top three dynasty running back. Um, but yeah, quarterback, you got Bryce Young, Tua. I'm really happy with those two. You can definitely hang on to those and build around them. CJ Stroud. And then after that, you just have this team has way too many quarterbacks. Uh, you can drop Colt McCoy. Well, not Colt McCoy. You can drop Skylar Thompson. You can probably hold Colt McCoy. Taylor Heineke, you can drop him. Hendon Hooker, I'd hang on to. But Sam Ellinger, you can also probably drop him as well. Um, but even then, that still gives you five or six quarterbacks, which is a lot. So maybe you can move some. Uh, the running back room, outside of Brees Hall, you got Jamal Williams. Not a fan. I don't think he's really all that great. Um, I think last year was kind of a fluke with all the passes that ended at the one yard line. They just gave it to him uh, with that backfield Kamara looking good already. I don't hold too much value in him, especially at his age. And then you got Keontae Ingram. He's a good stash. Chris Rodriguez. That's fine. McKinnon has good value this year. You could probably trade him if he has a few good games to somebody more contending because uh, he's up there in age. Snoop Connor. Not as good of a stash now that they got Tank Bigsby. Kind of takes over his role. Himes is kind of done. And Foreman, he's solid, but I think he's going to be the RB3 there because of Roshan, uh, who's soon going to be the RB1 there. And then Chris Evans, he's a good stash. He could be a good handcuff for Mixon. Uh, so you got some good pieces to build around, but you also got some pieces you could probably move to get, to get younger against because I don't think you're going to be competing this year. And a lot of that's because wide receiver. Uh, Mingo. He's kind of a wild card, low floor, high ceiling, potentially. Rasheed Rice might be the same. Uh, But at the same time, I don't really, you know, I kind of like getting young receivers and seeing what happens, especially Rasheed Rice. Uh, Tight end room's really nice. I love Michael Mayer. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I think he's kind of getting slept on. I think he's always going to be open and always catch the passes. I think he's going to be a good safety valve, Uh, just kind of like Hunter Renfro there. Um. And you got Will Disley, you could drop him. Jelani Woods is a good stash. And Komet Gesicki are uh, really solid tight ends. So I think I really like the tight end room there. I think I missed a few receivers. Hunter Renfro, he's my most uh, most rostered player by far. I have him in almost 50% of my leagues. I think he's going way too late. Going to be a really good target like Mayer for uh, Garoppolo, who isn't that great at throwing it deep. Sky Moore, good young piece to build around. Wandell, same thing. I don't think he's going to be super healthy this year, but he'll be really good in 2024. And Alan Lazard should be decent in Rondell. So I really like this team. It's young. I think you could possibly trade Tyreek, maybe get that first back and get some younger players since you're not going to be competing this year. There's no telling what he's going to do after this year. He's getting kind of up there in age, although he's still really good. So I think you can get a first and then maybe some a young player or something else on top of that. So I would. that's really the only major move I would make, I think. Besides dropping some quarterbacks. Yeah. So obviously, you know, he had some pretty good draft capital, you know, this past year because he got Bryce Young mm-hmm. and CJ Stroud. So yep. I think he's doing it right in that sense that he went and got two quarterbacks that, you know, conceivably have a long career ahead of him and, and yep. can build around them. Uh, and just going on your Jamal Williams take about him falling in from the two yard line, I, I heard a stat that was kind of interesting that Jamal Williams, obviously, we know led the league last year with most touchdowns within two yards, but uh, Amon Ra actually led the league in most pass receptions that fell one or two yards short of the end zone. So a lot of that came from that. So that's uh, just an interesting stat that I heard today. 
Uh, but he's somebody that honestly, early on, if if he does pop in those first three games with no Kamara and you know Kendry Miller kind of being on the mend, uh, maybe you can get someone to bite on 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 him for those first couple of games. Um, Tyreek Hill, you mentioned, I'm with you on that. I think you can move Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't believe the 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 retirement talk that he's kind of spit out lately, but I do know that a guy of his stature that once he loses that speed, once he loses a step. It's going to be very difficult for him to succeed after that. So I think he's a guy that I would rather be a year early uh, than a year late on. Uh, I love Deontay Johnson. Um, I, I've i been getting him in as many leagues as I possibly can. Uh, I think he you know, had 147 targets last year and didn't score a touchdown. That's <laughs> insane. That's going to change. So I, I think he's somebody you could probably still hold on to. Um, let me quickly get your thoughts, Chew, and then we'll get to team number seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing here, I think, you know, this is certainly from a dynasty perspective, you know, the best uh, trio of quarterbacks when you're looking at youth and talent and overall upside, which I guess is is melded into that youth there. Uh, But the, you know, the big thing is if you, you know, when you look at, say, you have the Bryce Young and Tua and CJ Stroud, you then look to see, all right, what does the rest of this look like? I'm not a huge I'm not huge in on Mingo and Rice. I know there is the benefit of having those younger receivers and seeing what they do. Certainly, I'm sure you're going to hold on to those guys. And, you know, if you if they do start to ascend, if you're not buying into that and you feel like you're set at quarterback and, you know, you do still have Brees Hall. And uh, if you still hold on to Tyreek, you might be able to trade and compete sooner rather than later, um, as we've talked about retooling instead of rebuilding with some of these teams. Um, but there's definitely a, a good amount of uh, talent on this team that is that is notable, not just this season, but going forward as well. Yeah, good call. All right, let's get to team number seven. Number seven. Number seven team ranked as high as six and as low as nine, and it is Dorstef. And that this is your team, Chu. So really the main bad thing I would say is the tight end room. Uh the third tight end, I guess, is John New Smith. Uh and that does not bode incredibly well for the couple in front, which is Dawson Knox and Zach Ertz. Other than that, you have Patrick Mahomes. You've got Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Damian Pierce, studs in Justin Jefferson and Chris Olave. Downs, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him and a huge fan of uh, Anthony Richardson and Indy. Um, as I look at a lot of these teams, you know, I have my, my bottom of the bench. Seeing that you have, still have guys like Kenny Galladay and Olivier Zacchaeus and Jalen Rager and Mark Ingram. Marlon Mack. There's droppable guys, <laughs> yeah. but as we've learned with this league, with the definite, there's always going to be droppable guys for sure. Um, but you know, whenever we do these things, I always like to key on key in on it. I think almost all but one of these PLPs I've done, I've gotten the Patrick Mahomes led team just to look at the roster and say, all right, well, how much fun would it be to have this team? You know, can I put my stamp on this team? And you know, I don't, I don't have to do a fire sale every, t- every time I would hypothetically take a team over. But what, what does the team look like, and what could I do with it? And to be the team that has Patrick Mahomes and then you have Justin Jefferson and, you know, whatever you think about, you know, is J.K. Dobbins going to have a career year and a contract year this year? Is Josh Jacobs going to come back? What is it going to look like going forward? And what does the running back landscape look like in Dynasty in the NFL going forward? Um, I'm a big Brock Purdy guy. There's the big, the big bugaboo aside from the tight end room is there's not really much tremendous quarterback depth here. And I know that there's tremendous confidence in Patrick Mahomes. We, we all I presumably believe Brock Purdy is indeed healthy. Kyle Allen, Matt Corral, not a big believer in Will Levis. So I think for a team like you, you know, a couple teams back, they had six quarterbacks that are starting in the NFL. 
you know, if you want to, if, if, if you want to be able to uh, go ahead, I wish I was exaggerating. I think it was six now that I remember. <laughs> if you want to go ahead and trade and snag yourself a, a Jimmy G or one of those guys, it couldn't hurt to have that depth because, you know, if you're a dynasty team that has Patrick Mahomes at a bare minimum, you've got a shot unless you just completely destroy the rest of your roster. And in this case, you didn't. You've got, you know, at a minimum, you know, in those weaker spots, you can stream and you can work your way through it. So this is a good team. Uh, a lot of top three, top five players at certain positions. Uh, and it was certainly a fun one to look at uh, thus far. It is interesting, though, that of all the talk that there's not a lot of trades of picks, this is, you know, this team doesn't have their second, third, or fourth in uh, 2024. And I think a couple of other trades after that. So a couple, couple, couple of moves there, but do still have your first. So that's a good safety net just in case. Yeah, this roster is pretty solid. I, I got to admit, this is a pretty good roster with Patrick Mahomes, Jacob Stobbins, uh, Jefferson. Um, so, the, you know, this is a team I had them ranked at seven um, because you mentioned, you know, they've got way too many quarterbacks. All those guys I mentioned earlier that are still on the waiver wire, I would prefer over some of those quarterbacks. Cooper Rush, Max Dugan. You mentioned the, the other guys. Marlon Mack is still on the roster. Um all those guys are droppable for the, some of those trending players right now that, you know, they may not make a roster, but there's also a chance that one of them pops. There's zero chance that some of these guys pop. Uh, Marlon Max already lost for the season, so I, I don't think his career is going to resume at any point. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. But this is a fun roster. I mean, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes. You mentioned Justin Jefferson. You know, Jacobs, I think, finished as the RB2 last year. Um, hopefully he comes back and he can be, you know, somewhat in that top five range. J.K. Dobbins is a guy that I'm super high on. I love Chris Alave. Um, lots of things I like about this roster. Brian, you had him at nine, so I'm curious to what your thoughts are here. Yeah, <clears throat> first off, I don't like to see you missing your third and fourth. Um, and also, quarterback's the most important position, and Brock Purdy's your QB, too. Not and like, and it's not even like uh, you have like a really plausible, you know, quarterback three that I can remember where it's like, ah, uh, you know, maybe that person has a chance. I just, you know, I just don't see it. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, Kyle Allen is like the backup, Matt Corral is, you know, USFL bound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will Levis is Will Levis and is now behind Malik Will, right? So, like, you know, and then the running backs are terrible after the first couple and i just said you know a couple teams ago i like to have lean and mean a wide receiver and then a bunch of running backs to work with and when i look at what you got there with you know jared patterson and zach moss and latavius murray and j rob and daryl henders like uh, i just it, it, it <laughs> you know and and so yeah like it looks cool like you know, if you told me like, oh, I can take over a dynasty team that's got Pat Mahomes and, and Justin Chip, oh, but look at the rest of it, yeah. right? And to me, I just, it, it just, it's just not, some, not a team I would have fun take, taking over. I'd be like, oh, I got, I got not enough capital. I got, you know, don't have a cupboard full of running backs. Like, what am I going to do, you know? So, fair, fair point. All right, number six. Number six. Number six team ranked as high as five and as low as nine. Uh, it is uh, Ari 3000. And uh, Brian, you had this team at five, so you were the highest uh, tied with Josh here at five. So give me your thoughts on this team. Yeah, you know, like we said before, I kind of agonized over seven through ten. And then, like, after that, you start to get, like, some more separation. And 
I have a pretty simple prescription for, for this team. Uh, you, you got a decent mix of, of youth and veterans. You're solid at running back, but maybe a little too much invested there. I don't love love as your quarterback, too. Uh, you've got pretty good wide receiver depth, but you need better guys at top, right? But you have intact draft capital, which I keep, you know, I sound like a broken record. That's, that's, that's important, right? So briefly for folks watching or listening, quarterbacks are Burrow, Love, Lance, Stetson Bennett, Trubisky, and some guy named Tom Brady. Uh, running backs, Jameer Gibbs, James Cook, Kamara, James Conner, Michael Carter, Zamir White, Chase Brown, Gainwell, P. Ryan, uh, Lou Nichols, Keaton Mitchell, and, and Mel- Melvin Gordon. Uh, wide receivers, DJ Moore, D-Hop, Bateman, Keenan Allen, Mims, uh, Brandon Kutz, Dontavian Wicks, Joshua Palmer, A.T. Perry, Jason Brownlee. Tight ends, I like the fact that you don't have a lot invested in tight end and a non-tight end premium, uh, but you have like the, for me, dynasty tight end one, and that's Pitts. Um, so to me, the prescription for this team is pretty simple. You want to shift some of your investment and, and the value that you're holding on your roster from running back into wide receiver. It's just better because like obviously longevity of the guys at that position, but also, you know, um, better because it, even more broadly, it's what we build our dynasty teams around because of that longevity, but also better because I think it's going to help you be competitive, right? Because you've got a lot of running backs that are going to wind up sitting on your bench while like, you know, you're scraping for a third wide receiver, right? So like D hops old, like DJ Moore's good. I don't want him as my wide receiver one. Rashad Bateman, I like him. I'm in on him this season, but I also wouldn't want to count him as like my wide receiver too. You know, uh, and he's got the foot thing going on and he's sort of working his way back. Keenan Allen, again, age, right? So it's pretty simple. I want you to move some of your running backs for quarterback and wide receiver and in the process, get a little younger and or add draft capital as you do that. So, um, you know, uh, you know, for example, move, uh, move a Kamara or a James Conner, right, for a younger wide receiver and like, you know, a couple thirds or something like that. And just shift, shift things around, shift your focus from too much running back to, to wide receiver. And you can, uh, and, and, and a better quarterback depth. Like I love Lance. Like I think the jury's still out on him and he, he needs to get traded away from Kyle Shanahan, but he's not going to play really in 2023. We don't know what Jordan love is. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm a little scared of your quarterback two and then deeper for 2023. So yeah, uh, move some of the running back focus to quarterback and, and wide receiver. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that you just talked about. Um, I, I think I had him the lowest uh, on that because the first thing I look at typically is the quarterback room, and obviously I love Joe Burrow, but you mentioned the quarterbacks he has behind Joe Burrow, and it's not not something I want to rely on. Uh, I'm not a big uh, a big uh, Jordan Love guys, so that's you know obviously a detriment to this team for me. Uh, and the older guys you mentioned, D Hop, Alvin Kamara, Keenan Allen, all guys that I'm looking to move. James Conner, also another guy that's on that roster that I'd be looking to move if he has any kind of uh, decent season this year. Um, any more thoughts on this team? Uh, I guess the only additional note would be uh, I do love rostering three kickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't talk about kickers that going for two. So uh, that, that's always my <laughs> advice is get rid of the kicker position if you possibly can. Please. Um, no kickers, no defense, tight end premium. You're almost there. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right, let's get to number five. 
number five. Number five team ranked as high as four and as low as six. It is Gunny76. And Josh, this is your squad here. Yeah, so the summary of this team, the skill positions you're really good at, but quarterback and tight end, I think, is going to need some work. Uh, You got Trevor Lawrence as a starter. That's a great QB1. Very happy with that. Then looking down further than that, you got Ryan Tannehill as your QB2. That's obviously not ideal. You know, he's getting up there in age. It's not a pass-heavy offense. Uh, and then just to make matters worse, you got Mariota, Mike White. He's a good stash. Malik Willis, he's not good. He's uh, Will Levis' backup, if that tells you anything. Uh, Aiden O'Connell's a decent stash. Uh, I don't know how useful he'll be. But then you got Sean Clifford and C.J. Beathard. All of these <laughs> guys, I think, can be dropped. I don't think they have any value in a dynasty league anymore. Um, and then just to touch on the other weaker position, tight end. You know, I don't mind not having much invested in tight end premium, like Brian said, but you got Darren Waller. He's up there in age with injury issues. And then after that, you have Logan Thomas, kind of the same thing. Durham Smythe. Laporte is a good stash, but rookie tight ends can sometimes take a little while to get going. So uh, that might be something to address. But then going um, from the running backs here, you know, you got Brian Robinson. I think he's a really good stash. I think they're saying how he's been working better in the passing game. And I think coming back from the uh, gunshot wound, I think he was a little slow. So I think he's a pretty good running back. Maybe not as your RB1, but maybe as a flex. Uh, Saquon, I love him. Tony Pollard, he's also a really good, uh, you know, top 10 back in my rankings for Dynasty. I think uh, that sets you really, uh, really good at running back. You got Eckler. Honestly, I would try and move Eckler, try and address some of the QB depth. You probably trade him for like a Jared Goff, Geno Smith, and still get some young players or picks on top. So I would do that. Um, I scrolled over. Ramondre Stevenson, he's he's really good. I'd hang on to him. He's another good, really good running back. So I like that a lot. On the bench, you got Jordan Mason. He's a decent stash. I have him in a couple of leagues, but your depth outside of that isn't great. You got Evan Hall. I don't know how good he'll be this year. He could be a wild card. Could be decent, but at the same time, I don't feel comfortable plugging him in. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, same way. Josh Kelly, the exact same. So I think you could use some bench running backs also. Uh, and going wide receivers, you have some of my favorite wide receivers. Christian Watts and Jared Judy, really high on them. Uh, so I really like them in your wide receiver positions in Dynasty League. Both of those are set to uh, potentially boom this year and gain a lot of value. You got McLaurin, who's another veteran receiver good. Mike Evans, someone else you can plug in and have a really good year. I'm not as down on the Tampa Bay passing game as some people are because they're going to be passing a lot regardless of who's throwing it. LaVisca, I don't, I don't think he has much value. Michael Thomas is done. He hasn't played healthy since 2019. Um, but yeah, you have some really good pieces here. Um, I'd address the tight end and quarterback room, maybe get some depth, some, another maybe young tight end but to go with Laporta so when Waller's done. Uh, but I would definitely address the QB room and try and get a solid QB2, maybe another QB3 too. Yeah, this team, what stood out to me is this team, you know, we mentioned all the roster cloggers on some of these rosters, and, and this one definitely has some. C.J. Beathard, I don't even know when's the last time he's even taken a snap in the NFL. Um, but if you look at the bench, there's some guys on there that could probably start on other teams. You know, he's got mm-hmm. uh, he got Mike Evans. He's got, you mentioned Michael Thomas. If he, you know, does play healthy in the beginning of the season, he's somebody that could be a, a starter on somebody else's team. Uh Jordan Mason, if there's injuries to, to that offense, there's guys on the bench that I kind of like that could be moved for some some value, um, you know, during the season if some things break the right way. Uh, 
the top of the roster is pretty decent. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence. I, I love Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to have a, a near MVP type season this year. Uh, I think he'll be in the conversation. Barkley Pollard, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, you mentioned. Um, I think Darren Waller for this season uh, could be a, a top 10 tight end uh, in that offense. Um, so you could definitely look at moving him at, at, you know, if someone needs a tight end. Not without being tight end premium, it might be a little bit difficult. Um, and you mentioned Reminder Stevenson, too. I love Reminder Stevenson. I think he's going to have a tremendous workload. I know everybody's scared of having Zeke there now. I'm not. Um, if anything, nope. it might even help Ramondre, you know, keep fresh by having Zeke come in on the short yardage downs, um, gain three yards. Maybe some of them are touchdowns, but I still don't think it matters. He'll be the one catching the passes out of the backfield. So I, I think Stevenson's perfectly fine. This, this roster, I think, could, even as it's constructed right now, um, if things go the right way, could be a, a competitor for the for the championship. Um just the way that it's built with the depth the fact that he could have some injuries and, and still be able to plug some guys in that are going to produce for him. Um, so this is kind of where my, my personal tier break was. I have them ranked at five, which is where they, we, we rank them. And I think these next five teams are going to be teams that I think are really in contention for competing this year. Yep. All right, let's get to team number four. Number four. Number four team ranked as high as three and as low as six, and it is Austri. And Chew, this is your roster. Yeah, so we're getting into the meat and potatoes of the league at this point. So, I mean, when we talk about quarterback depths and super flex, and specifically in this league being 12 team, uh, I think this is a, a tr- pretty tremendous trio to have uh, Hertz, Gino, and Howell. I think Hurts, you have someone who can very easily be the QB1. You have someone who, like Gino, who just finished in the top 10, and someone in Howell who, I believe today, if not yesterday, was named the starter in Washington after Ron Rivera had just an absolute carnival of an offseason saying it's going to be him for set. Or <laughs> at some point, I thought he was going to call, like, say he was going to step in himself under center. <laughs> uh, but they do also have a very strong one two punch at running back. Um, I think, I think. The name and the notoriety of a lot of these guys uh, is pretty tremendous with CMC and Chubb. Having, having someone like Akers as the third guy, I think, is pretty tremendous, and that's more specifically because of the depth at wide receiver. And I mean, dynasty depth in the sense of there is actual value to these guys beyond the season as well. You know, with uh, It's interesting having your first couple of receivers being the number two options in their offenses but they happen to be two of the best offenses in the NFL and having Devonta Smith from the Eagles and T Higgins from uh, currently the Bengals. I'm, I'm one who thinks that, you know, maybe down the line in a year or so Higgins may end up actually possibly leaving Cincinnati. If he's really trying to chase that money and Cincinnati being a smaller market team, maybe is not willing to pay him and chase, but we'll see on that. Um, but even beyond that, you do have very st- strong depth and, you know, you've got Hollywood Brown, you've got Zay Flowers, uh, George Pickens. I'm not as high on George Pickens as I know, uh, many people are, but not down in the sense of, you know, regardless of if you're not as high on him, he's a good, he's a good receiver and, you know, the separation, you know, nonsense, whatever, like he's, he's, he's still a very good receiver. Um, I do like this in terms of, so at tight end, I know we talk about this is not tight end premium. And for some of these teams, you know, it's, they're just going to have to stream and just hope for the best. And with this team, You've got Evan Ingram. I do like that. You do have a number of guys behind that who are either starting options or could become the starting options throughout the season. I'm a big uh, believer in Jake Ferguson this season. Uh, Jawan Johnson, you know, we'll see how that goes with 
the Taysom Hill experience and what that's going to look like throughout the season. You know, Michael Thomas at the end of his road, Rashid Shahid, I believe in him, but you know, I'm very curious to see how that passing attack is going to be in New Orleans. But, you know, from all the teams, as I look at the bottom of the bench on everybody, uh, I mean, if I'm being honest, aside from uh, Jaron Hall and PJ Walker, you know, there's other guys that I think are not tremendously valuable, but I'm not looking at it thinking, why on earth is this guy on your roster? Um, and I think that kind of speaks to as we're getting close to the, the top, top three, top four of this league, you're going to see less and less of those guys that you just are confused why they're on a roster. Yeah, I was just going to point out the same thing, that there's a lot of guys on the bench that, you know, that do have some value, you know, young guys and some, some middling guys as well that I think pretty much across the board, you know, there's not too many guys you can just outright drop. P.J. Walker is probably one of the ones you can definitely outright drop. Um, a few of the guys on the bench. But for the most part, this this roster is kind of how I would construct it and just getting guys that could pop, that potentially could pop um, and and be something special going forward. Um, Brian, you had this team the lowest. I'm curious to your thoughts on this team. Brian. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I mute myself, so it, sometimes it takes me a second. All to, good. Yeah. Um, I had them sit yeah, I'm six. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, I look at, uh, I like I like like Chu said, I love Devonte and T Higgins, but you know they are the the number two options on their their team. I think I would probably want a better wide receiver one. I'm less of a fan of Geno than some other people are. It's not bad to have a quarterback two of Geno, but I'm not a, not a huge fan. Uh, and then there's not much else behind it. Uh, again, I like to have, you know, really good running backs. And, like, there's something there, you know, that you've got Algier and Spears and Akers and Chuba, you know, hanging out there. But I would like to see some improvement there. Uh, the the depth wide receivers are nothing to write home about. I'm not a big fan of, of, of Pickens. I'm not a big fan of Dubs. Um, uh, I think Chark could be sneaky good, but let's face it, is DJ Chark. <laughs> I love Juwan Johnson, but again, it's not a tight end premium league, and you've got a lot of tight ends hanging out here at the bottom of the bench. Like, it's just not really put together. And then also, you're missing your your second in 2024. So yeah. like, there's just enough there to ding that it's it's you know. So like seven to ten was was tough for me. It was pretty flat. Like three to six was kind of a little flat too um and this this one just happened to end up on the bottom i think yeah and this this you're right because it is, is very flat even our our, our rankings kind of show that if you look at our consensus you know one two three point two five four point two five five six point five like it almost goes in the order that the rankings go and it doesn't usually happen that way you just you see big breaks in the in the teams and this is this league is pretty flat across the board um, which another thing I kind of noticed too is going through this league is that it doesn't seem to be a lot of draft pick trading. I mean, we've talked about a bunch of teams that have their full complement of, of picks and there's not too many guys that have an overwhelming amount of picks. We've seen some leagues where guys have four or five first for next year because they've, you know, sold their entire team to get, you know, the, the entire draft basically for the following season. Um, and you don't see a lot of that. And that's probably why this team is a little bit more flat because maybe there's not as many trades going on where, one team makes a few mistakes in the trading art market and they're now a terrible team, whereas some teams sort of capitalize on that. Um, but yeah, I think you're, you're, you're kind of splitting hairs at this point. I do like the, uh, the, the, the quarterback room with, with Hertz being at the top. 
Gino being the number two, I'm a little bit higher on Sam Howell. I think I might be influenced by the fact I live in Washington, D.C., and I hear all the good reports on the radio. Um, Washington, D.C. is a very uh, optimistic town in the offseason <laughs> and a very pessimistic town in the, during the season. But right now they're optimistic and they all seem to love Howell. So maybe I'm being influenced by that. Um, but yeah, overall, I think this is a pretty good roster. This team should uh, go make a trade with the Tyreek Hill team. Get a good t- uh, wide receiver one. Yeah, I think that one. you could trade like Pickens and a pick or something and be fine. Yep. And that person could use a young receiver. So good point. Good point. All right, let's get to team number three. Number three. Number three team ranked as high as three and as low as four. So we're all pretty much in the same boat on this one. And it is the dudes. And Brian, this is your team. And uh, this is the, uh, you, you know, this guy, you know, sort of personally. So I, I made sure to give you this team here. So go ahead and give us a breakdown. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, the dudes is, is Stefan. Uh, you know, uh, I was joking before, but like I, I wasn't joking. He's literally the reason that the only country that Dynasty Fever charts in is Iceland. <laughs> uh, and so in, in honor of that, I'm going to speak some Icelandic. Um, Bjork, volcanoes horses uh, and um so interestingly enough too uh stefan uh has a nickname uh that my co-host jesse uh, g- uh, uh gave him firecock and uh he was taking a a woman on a date to a volcano and jesse just said just called him firecock and so like jesse's been calling him firecock ever since so i love the dudes i love stefan so shout out uh Hopefully you, you you enjoy this this podcast. Um, so we've got solid starters with some some high end players in there. Quarterbacks are a little shaky after your quarterback two, and as we get towards the top of the league, you ask yourselves, how am I going to be competitive? How am I going to win? Right? And you know, I want to see three four deep at, at quarterback. Good running back depth, pretty good wide receiver depth. Not great, but not bad. Uh, two really good tight ends, and then you know you didn't waste your time with a bunch more in a non-tight end premium leagues like that. Uh, you can compete this year uh, without getting too old. I think you have a good window, and you can sustain that window with uh, some of the right moves. But I, I, I would like to, you to address quarterback after your quarterback too. And again, fairly intact draft capital except for you're missing your third in 2024 quarterbacks: Josh Allen, Dak, and then ooh. Tyrod Taylor and, you know, Case Keenum running back, uh, JT, uh, Kenneth Walker, Javante, Dylan Sanders, Ford, Singletary, Bam Knight, Kendra Miller, Jalen Warren, Travion Williams, Haskins, the Ernest Johnson. You've got some of those like contingency upside injury away guys that I love stashing like a Singletary and a Kendra Miller and a Jalen Warren and a Jerome Ford. Right. I think Sanders is going to is underrated. He's going to have a very good 2023. But you might have like just a couple too many running backs. Like you, you need that Goldilocks zone. Uh, your wide receivers chasing digs, boom, right? Uh, Waddle, awesome. But then you know we're getting into like wide receivers that I have ranked in like the 40s and 50s. You know, like Sutton, Mooney, Mike Williams, and then even further down, Richie James, Shahid, who I think is going to have a good year, but it's Shahid, Mac Collins, Deontay Hardy, Isaiah Hodgins, and Corey Davis, who who. Rodgers had them um, retain because of his run blocking. So I don't know that really you're, you're looking to have him on the team. And again, you have some good, you have some good tight ends, Hawk and Goddard, and then like Uzuma, but like you didn't waste your time with like, so basically, like I said before, it's pretty simple. You want to address your quarterback position, 
using the running backs that you have on the roster. So you kind of have two ways you can do that. You can go big and make Dak your quarterback three by trading for somebody above Dak. Or you can tweak it, right, and get a quarterback three level kind of guy. Like Gunnar Gunnarsson really has no reason to have Stafford on his team this year, right? See what you can, see what you can do to, to move Stafford. Now, you're stocked at running back, and he might not want that, right, because he's not competing, but you can probably work something out. And if Gunnar Gunnarsson is smart, which we hope that, well, I don't know if he's even checking the league, he'll, t- <laughs> he'll take a running back now, knowing that he can flip it later, right? Just because you're trading for a running back now doesn't mean, like, you have to sit on it. Right. So, you know, yeah, move that Stafford, get, uh, I don't know, you know, an, an AJ Dillon or, or, and something. And then, you know, in the middle of this, when the season starts, then you, you flip, you flip Dillon, right. For like two seconds or something. Right. So, you know, everybody wins. So yeah, those are the two ways you can address quarterback, uh, go above Dak for a quarterback two and make Dak your quarterback three or just tweak it below Dak. Um, but largely using running back. I'd like to see you fix like some of the wide receiver depth, but it's good enough where like it's not like an emergency. Yeah, this is another strong roster. Obviously, we're getting towards the top, so they're all going to be pretty much strong. But this is, you know, it's got a good mix of of youth and guys that are still also valuable. Like Diggs is still going to be good for a couple more years. Um, you mentioned Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, Jalen Waddle. Jamar Chase, I mean, that's that's a pretty solid group right there. Javante Williams, I also uh, really high on. Uh, yeah, this this roster is good. I think this roster actually was the the number one rated ro- roster last year. Uh, so it slipped a little bit from one to three, but I think this is definitely a, a, a con- competitor, a contender for sure. Um, and there's not, you know, there's some tweaks here and there, like like Brian mentioned, a few things you can do to sort of tweak your team, but nothing that you got to do that's going to be major. Uh, and even if you left it the way that it was and just rolled it out, I think you could, you know, still compete for a championship this year. What are your thoughts on this on this roster here, Chu? Yeah, I mean, we're getting to the top here. Plenty of cornerstone guys at multiple positions. You know, depth would always be helpful. You know, especially a quarterback. But you know, it is it is unique to be in a nine tight end premium league this deep and actually have two of those top five guys in Hawkinson and Goddard. And I think in certain weeks you may end up actually starting both of those guys as injuries and stuff happen. And I don't think that would be a tremendous impediment to you. Um, But it's good to be in that position to have two of those guys while still having the Josh Allen's, the Jonathan Taylor's, the Jamar Chase, the Jalen Waddle. So again, and Stefan Diggs, I mean, there's, there's tremendous balance in talented top tier youth, as well as the top end older guys like Diggs and that sort of thing. So you're in a good spot. You know, Jeff, like you were saying, if they were top ranked last year, wouldn't surprise me at all. So very good team. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Number two. Number two. Number two team was ranked unanimously as number two, and it is Honduran. And Josh, this is your squad here. Yeah. So this team easily has the best quarterback room in the whole league. Uh, you got Lamar Jackson, uh, Justin Fields. You cover all the rushing upside there. Uh, and you got Deshaun Watson as your uh, technically third string uh, quarterback. Uh, I have him as my QB one in a lot of leagues, and I'm happy with it. So the fact that you have him as your uh, third string's really solid. Um, after that, you got Minshew and Huntley to back up uh, Lamar. I'm actually kind of a fan of uh, backing up your injury prone run at, uh, quarterbacks. 
especially Huntley. He kind of struggled last year, but the year before he looked really good. I think he'll be better under Todd Munkin. Uh, the running backs are the only reason I didn't rank this team as number one. Uh, at the top, you got Aaron Jones. He's getting up there, but he can still help you compete this year. You also have David Montgomery, kind of the same. I'm higher on him than a lot. But after that, it kind of gets a little weak. Charbonnet, I think he'll have some value. But And then after that, you got Malik Davis, Zach Evans, uh, Deion Jackson, Eric Gray, Gus Edwards. You know, you could throw Pacheco in there, but I'm not the biggest fan. But if you're trying to compete this year, he's not. You could, you could do worse. And then you got Roshan Johnson, who I actually really like. Um, but I do think being this high up, you could do a little bit better there. That's my only really complaint on this team. The wide receiver room stacked to, yeah, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, all definitely top 10 dynasty wide receivers. Drake London, I have him top 15, so that's another good wide receiver to build around. I the same, have him top 25. Uh, so it was a really good. And then you still got Pittman on the bench. He's not far behind. Nico Collins is a really good stash. Uh, Puka, also a good stash. I don't, I'm not a big Gabe Davis fan, so you could maybe move him after a big bus game. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Michael Wilson, those are solid. And I also really like the tight end room. You got uh, a top three dynasty tight end, Mark Andrews, to stack with Lamar Jackson. And to go with that, you have David Njoku, who's top 10, and Isaiah Likely, who is, one, a good handcuff for Mark Andrews, but also should be featured a lot more this year with the new OC. Uh, he ran the 12 formation over 50% of the time at UGA. Has a perfect roster to do the same. Um, so, yeah, this is a really, really good roster. I think you can move a few of your young pieces, maybe uh, strengthen your running back room. But even still, you have a really good chance to compete. But the running backs are the only reason um, I didn't put them higher. I did want to ask y'all's thoughts on having that strong of a third QB. I've heard some people say they trade it, get a lesser like a Sam Howell, and then get some more players. Or do you guys kind of like having uh, that strong of a third quarterback? Well, it's funny because you, you you mentioned that, and I was going to ask the same question, essentially. Uh, would you trade one of those quarterbacks, whatever one you can get more for, to upgrade that running back room that you mentioned? Um, I'm going to get your thoughts on that, too. What are your thoughts on moving one of those quarterbacks and getting a running back and you know another piece there as well? Yeah, I think... This would be a team I'm comfortable in doing that. One, because you're one of two teams that have this stacked of a quarterback trio. Uh, the other one we'll, talk, we'll be talking about here in a second. Uh, and the fact that I think you're pretty set and secure in those other positions being having you know, young studs in A.J. Brown and Garrett Wilson, uh, Drake London, Ayuk. I know you have Pittman on the bench as well. You've got Mark Andrews at tight end. So I feel like this is one where, you know, you can comfortably tear down and not really be concerned that it, you mentioned to Sam Howell, like the guys like Brock Purdy and Sam Howell and some of those guys that are in that ladder for most people's ladder third uh, in fantasy this year uh, and finish expect uh, expected finishes. I'm comfortable snagging one of those guys and knowing that I still have two of Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson. Um, and ultimately you'd probably, if you're tearing down from one of those guys, if it's a Sam Howell, you're also likely getting a younger quarterback. Uh, which is is always a good thing as well. Um, but again, even if you did nothing, you're competing this year and you know that. But if you do do that tier down and are able to get uh, a better running back than starting you know, Aaron Jones, Charbonnet, or David Montgomery, I think you'd feel a lot more comfortable in that. Um, and again, like we've talked about, you know, everybody holding onto their draft capital, which is pretty tremendous. No one's really in a bad spot if this year didn't go the, their way, but 
things would have to go pretty, go pretty bad for this guy to not be in a good spot. Agreed. I did want to add one thing about the draft capital. PSA to the rest of the league, stop trading. Do not trade any more picks to these first two uh, teams because they are stacked on picks and their rosters are already stronger. So just... I don't think you should trade any more draft picks to them. Yeah, they're definitely the ones making all the moves and getting all the draft picks. and, and Yeah, because they're both guys. stacked. and Yeah. Yep. So it might be a long few years. <laughs> yeah. Brian, what are your thoughts on, on trading a quarterback to upgrade your running back room? Are you, are you in on that, or do you like having the three strong quarterbacks? Uh, the short answer is yes and no. I think, um, you know, in general, I've... I like to have a solid third quarterback in, in, in Superflex leagues. Injuries happen and effectiveness happens, et cetera. The question, though, is you know, how far down am I going to go if I still want to remain one of the top two or three teams in the league? And at that break, you know, how many of those quarterbacks are readily, realistically available in a Superflex to a team that doesn't need them or or isn't gonna you know want your firstborn for them (laughs) you know and am i adding overall value to my roster that's one thing that i always am am concerned about you know win now trades are are fine but the best way to win over time is to always add value to your roster because when you make win now trades that are like all-in trades you marginally improve the percentage chance of winning the league at, at sometimes at the risk of losing the value on your roster and then taking two years to like make up for the value that you lost. So it's a long answer. It's really context dependent, you know, like um, I don't, I, I'm not looking at the spreadsheet. I'm looking at my rankings right now. So like I've got Watson at nine, you know, how far down am I willing to go? Uh, Goff and James Cook. Goff and Cousins. You know, like like Goffin Cousins and maybe Derek Carr or Mac Jones, like that's about as low as I'm willing to comfortably go, uh, you know, to, to you know, because running back's running back. Right. Like, I don't know, like somebody's going to get injured, you know, like Charbonnet is a is a Kenneth Walker, you know, knee away from like smashing. So I don't know. I think I can figure that out. I think you could get like a jo- Jared Goff and James Cook, maybe Brian Robinson to get a good young running back and still get a very good uh, third QB. I think you could get that for Deshaun Watson, probably more for Fields, but I'd hang on to Fields and Jackson. Yeah. And oh, th- yeah, for sure. This is the perfect time for me to bring up something that I talk about a lot, and it's don't undervalue your players because of the position that you're in with your 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 depth. What I mean by that is, because you have those three quarterbacks, do not sell one of them for cheap because you're like, oh, I already have two guys, so I can sell him and get you, you still want to get market value. You still want to get as much, much as you can for a guy. So don't devalue your guy because of the standing that you have with your yep. roster. So I, I always want to mention that. It's a good point. All right, let's get to team number one. Number one. Number one. Number one team uh, was also unanimous as the number one team. And this one's going to be really tough for me because I cannot pronounce that many R's. <laughs> it's like a lot of R's in there. It's st- star. <laughs> I don't know. Does someone want give to a, give a shot at this one? Because I definitely cannot. Brian, you're, you're the teacher here. Can you give us a shot here? <laughs> give us a give us a, a, a... Store Rainier. 
There we go. That that's perfect. That's I, I grew up in North Georgia. I'm not the one to do that. <laughs> All right, Chew, this is your roster, man. Give us your breakdown here. Is there a fucking Pokemon name? <laughs> you trying to level up your Starnar? Yeah. <laughs> Say, so, well, I will. Uh, hopefully, this is a movie reference that is universal in all in all languages. Uh, a favorite movie of mine, at Rookie of the Year, growing up was Funky Butt Lovin'. Because when I'm looking at this team. In 2023, they got Anthony Richardson, Bijan Robinson. You've got JSN, Addison, Johnston, Musgrave. Why not? But how is this also the only other team that has two firsts in 2024? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Don't trade with them. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the big thing for this team is, you know, you look at all of that. You know, we all unanimously, unanimously rank them first. You know, as we talked about the last team having, I would say, the best trio of quarterbacks, this one, in my opinion, is a close second. You know, Herbert and Richardson are two of my favorite guys this season. Herbert in already a tremendous offense, I think, a narrowly underappreciated dynasty asset in the sense of he's produced. I don't think anyone's ignored that, but I think he's, it's gone under the radar considering what he's been able to do. He's now going to get Kellen Moore. He's going to get a couple more weapons, and it's going to be off to the races. Uh, Anthony Richardson, he speaks for himself. He was on Twitter today, jump throwing 50 yards, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, you know, really the only weakness for this team uh, is the tight end room, obviously, and you still have uh, Brett Ripien at quarterback and Gronk at tight end on the bench, so that's pretty interesting. But otherwise, I mean, you have the uh-huh. assets. You know, I know, apparently, hopefully someone wants one of those first that you have. You could trade someone a first just because you're bored to get a stud tight end and then just whoop everybody if you didn't already last year. Uh, so, you know, at this point, what, what is there to say? I mean, another, another trade, I guess you could do, you know, if you're bored, uh, you know, trade JMO and see if you can yeah get either tight end depth or maybe some running back depth. Cause I think, you know, it's very top heavy at the running back position, but again, this is start nine, you know, excluding the kicker and defense. And if a couple of those, if two of those starters are Bijan and, you know, I'm not big on Rashad White. Dude's going to get volume. I am pretty big on Rashad Penny uh, because it is going to be more of a two-headed than a three-headed monster in Philly. No offense to all those Kenny Gamewell believers that thinking he was going to be that guy. Uh, but, you know, overall, this is a strong team. They have draft capital, uh, which is a lot to say in this league considering there's not a lot of moves in that department. Um, so, Starnar, level up. Yeah, this this yeah. When you mentioned, I, I it didn't even click to me that these guys were all drafted this year. With Anthony Richardson, Jordan Addison, JSN, Bijan Robinson. Like the list goes on and on. Like how the hell did he get all those picks and then still have extra picks next year? Like mm-hmm. I, I that's this is you know this is a this is a nice roster. It's definitely you know worthy of the number one pick for sure. Um, I'll get uh, both your guys' opinions here really quick. Brian, what do you think of this team here? Anything you wanted to add? Uh, You know, I think people just about covered it. You know, like, I just want to talk a little bit about Herbert. Um, I I have already moved him up to number four, and I'm flirting with putting him in number three. Uh, You get just enough rushing from him, plus with this new OC that's going to, I think, really – uh, uh, scheme to to his talents, like, and he was playing with broken ribs and injured wide receivers last year. Like, he's about to go off this year. Like, he, you know, he's got QB one overall upside. 
Kyler is a really good stash. I, he, he's really way too cheap in startups. But it's also a guy that you could trade to a rebuilding team because chances are he's going to miss at least a few weeks. Yep. And, if it is, and if it is a full punt this year for the Cardinals, they're not going to rush him back. You know, trade him to a rebuilding team that can you know, afford to wait on him. And that's a starting quarterback in a super flex. You can get good stuff for it. That's the kind of move that I would make if I, if I were you. Um, I'd like to see the running back depth be a little better because, you know, I, I sound like a broken record there. I just don't think there's enough there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's a really solid team. It's, there's a reason all of us, you know, uh, ranked it uh, number one, uh, and including because it's got two firsts and two seconds. So, like, yeah. you know, so, you know, you've got trade chips. Like, way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you need to add, Josh? Yeah, this team might be in a similar situation when Kyler comes back, and if he balls out a little bit, you could probably move him and roll with Herbert and Richardson and get even more capital, you know, help get some maybe a better tight end and some more running backs. But that's it. I mean, the tight end room's a little weak, but still got Adam Troutman, tight end one in Denver so far, so it's not bad. Yeah. Now the only thing, JSN only, and Addison, that's great. The only downside is is the fact that, he's got so many rookies in the starting lineup, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I was going to say that the, the one reason I thought about not making this team number one is you all know that I think Richardson's the right bet to make, but that's very, that's something very different altogether from, I think he's a sure thing to Absolutely. be really good. Yep. If he busts, this team's in trouble. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent. Right. All right, that wraps up the podcast, gentlemen. I want to thank uh, thank the league for your purchase once again. I know y'all purchased one last year as well. Um, I'm not sure if we did one two years ago or not, but I know definitely last year we you did purchase one. So thank you once again for making your purchase. Uh, I know where you're at right now. It is like 2.30 in the morning, so you're probably not tuned into this podcast, but hopefully you enjoyed the replay. Uh, we'll go around the room real quick, guys. Give us your Twitter handle so these guys can uh, tweet at you and tell them how wrong you were about their team. Uh, we'll start with you, Brian. Yeah, at FFJunkie underscore on Twitter. Uh, hit me up. DMs are open. I'm all over the place. I'm in a million discords, uh, including the going for 2-1, which you should join, going for 2.com. Little purple thing on the bottom right. Hop in the conversation. Uh, and Stefan knows where to find me. Gunner Gunnarsson, I love you. I'm just busting chops. <laughs> Good stuff. Josh. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. You can also see me and Brian on Saturday. I unfortunately won't have this awesome setup and sound production i'll be back at my house hopefully with the internet fixed uh but yeah it was fun getting to break these teams down i really enjoyed it good stuff chew yes check me out on twitter and youtube at father dynasty uh, recording an episode coming up had a week off after going to the ff expo so i can be talking with my buddy about the expo talking about a little little underdog dfs stuff and uh yeah for all you icelanders uh five fish Asta Devente out. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. And you're, I see you rocking the Expo t-shirt, too. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right, guys. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. I want to thank you one more time for your purchase and thank these gentlemen for spending an hour and a half with me to break your team down. Uh, you know, Brian alluded to the Discord channel. If you're not already in there, go join that. Um, we got a lot of activity in there. We got a lot of uh, quote unquote verified experts in that channel, or that you can tag them and they'll answer your questions. Uh, it's a it's a it's a pretty active Discord. You can find that uh, in my Twitter profile, or as Brian mentioned, at goingfor2.com. Little purple icon. Click on that. It'll bring you right to it. 
Uh, for Brian, for Josh, for Chu, I'm Jeff, and we hope to see you all next year.